Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. It's been one of those days. One of those days. And before I start, you need to understand a few things. Uh... If you haven't figured out by now and you've been listening along for two seasons, you've gotten to know me and know that I'm really a pretty positive person, uh, not only with the hobby and all aspects of my life. Uh, I stay positive all the time, like glass half full all the time. And when somebody warns me about something, you know, or anybody warns you, they usually go to worst case scenario, right? And how many times has somebody warned you about something and worst case scenario was actually what happened? Um, I could probably count on one hand uh, and today was one of those days. Uh, And three, uh, my recap of the Connecticut Shoreline Card Show, uh, which will be most of this episode, uh, is from my point of view. Um, and that's important. And as this story goes on, you're going to understand what I mean by my point of view. So Wednesday, I got a message from uh, the promoter at the uh, Connecticut Shoreline Card Show. Said there were tables available. Was I interested? Sure. How could I pass up a card show local here in Connecticut? Love to support people, but... Even more importantly, I love to go to card shows. Uh, so, uh, you know, I Venmoed my money off. Looking forward to uh, the Sunday show. Uh, three days to prepare. Um, and and when I say that, because, you know, with a lot of stuff these days, the prices are all over the place. So you have to be, uh, you have to reprice things almost every show if you want to be competitive and not have to answer lots of questions as long as your 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 prices are really good you'll probably sell things i got to get the singles boxes ready um because they always uh you know they're like the uh the bread and butter of the uh of the show uh and just all the work that goes into getting ready for a show if you set up a show you know exactly what i mean and i've got it down to a science used to take me like a whole week now i can get it done in you know, so many hours, a couple hours for a couple nights. Uh, but it's still, it's just preparation. Uh, so I tell, I tell a hobby friend, hey, I'm doing this show. Uh, I'm going to go set up uh, first time at this show. And I think this is the first time they were having the show at this, this place in Guilford. Um, and he says, are you sure you really want to do that? He said, maybe you should just walk it. He goes, Man, he says, they're probably, you know, they, they, he said, you already paid for the table? I go, yeah. And he goes, nah, they're probably going to take your money and stick you in a back room somewhere. He says, I don't know if anybody will ever find you, uh, you know, and uh, all their friends will be up at the front door with their free tables. 
I laughed. I'm like, come on, man. I said, uh, it, it's going to be fine. It's all going to work out. It's going to be a good day. I'm excited to go. Uh, I'm always excited. You know, I'm always excited to set up at a show and kind of what I do here, delivering, uh, you know, just my perspective. So I arrived this morning at 7 a.m. and I walk in and realize the place isn't even set up yet. It's not even prepared. There's no table set up, no chairs set up. Nothing's been set up. Um, I see my buddy Jordan from Zips Cards. Uh, and he said he saw the layout and he pointed to a room in the back. He said, we're back there. <laughs> I said, oh, I said, how did this guy know what was going to happen to me today? Right. Um, so I followed him to another room in the back and there was nothing set up back there either. Um, so we walked back there, Jordan and I, and the mom, I, I should have got her name. I wish I did. The mom of the kid that was putting on the show was back there. Um, so we just started breaking, you know, getting tables, you know, opening them up, getting them off this, this, this cart, opening them up and, you know, putting them out there, setting up the tables. Uh, as I was pulling one of the tables uh, into place, some guy comes out yelling at me, do not drag those tables. And some guy was an employee of the hall. Lift only, lift only, no dragging. You should know better. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> you know? uh, it, it's a floor and it's a table. I mean, how many times do you set up a table and pull it into place? But. Uh, so it was only 7.15 and I got yelled at by somebody. Um, you know, so this back room only had eight tables. Um, so we set up the tables, got the chairs out, set up all the chairs. And then, uh, you know, we started setting up our own, uh, our own area, our own tables. You know, the show started at nine. Um, and the only one shopping in our room was the promoter who also had a table. Yes, you guessed it. First table at the front door when you come through, uh, when you enter into the hall. He was back here shopping. I said, where is everyone? He said, there's a decent amount of people in the main room. They just haven't gotten here yet. I'm like, come on, man. I said, do they know we're here? He said, yep, made a sign. So I went to look at the sign. It was one piece of lined paper written in ballpoint pen. More tables this way with a little arrow taped up on top of a door frame. I said, you're going to need to do better than that if you want people to know that there's tables back here. Um and people kept coming in like they'd stick their head in the room and they're like, oh, there's more tables. I said, oh, we didn't even know you were back here. I'm like, I said, I hope this kid gets gets a bigger board or something to tell people. Um, he came back again shopping. And I said, I don't know why you're shopping. You should be over at that door telling people, hey, come on this way. There's more tables over here. Why do you need to be shopping? You're putting on a show. You should be working, not shopping. No shopping. Get to work. Should be working. Um, after, I guess, 9.30, 9.45, I walked to the main. There was nobody coming into the room. I walked into the main room, and not only was the main room crowded, but there were empty tables. There were tables that 
we're just empty. I said, what's up with these tables? Is that all those people are running late? I'm like, who, who pays for a table? And knows the, sh- the table starts, the show starts at nine. And here it is like 945 and they're not here yet. Um, so by 1030, I started seeing dealer, the dealers in our room packing their stuff up. I'm like, oh, they've had it. They're just leaving. They're just packing their stuff up and going. I'm, I'm like, that's really disappointing. Um, and then all of a sudden I saw Jordan packing up his stuff. He was across from me. I'm like, where are you going? I said, you can't be going home. I mean, there's no way he was going home. He says, no, I'm moving to one of the empty tables in the front room. I'm like, really? I said, is that where everybody else is going? He said, yeah. Um, so they all left. Now there was only three of us. There was only three tables in the back room. Um, and I will tell you what happened to those other five tables is, you know, you go to these shows, the kids are running around the shows, they've got their cases. So these kids got a brilliant idea. They all came in the back and they all just started taking the tables and putting their putting their cards out on the table. Although there was really nobody coming through, but now all of a sudden these kids are are like little mini dealers selling their selling their cards in the back room. Um the promoter came walking through again. I'm shaking my head. He said, Oh, we're getting pizza. I'm gonna set it up back here. So when you know, when the people want to get pizza, they have to come to this room. Um, that frenzy lasted for about 15 minutes, and the pizza I think showed up at like 12:15, 12:20, 30, something like that. I don't remember when the pizza showed up, but there was just a dealer frenzy coming through, you know, snatching up the pizza. Uh you know, despite the crap fest of a show it was for me, uh, I was able to have decent sales. I mean, enough people came through uh, to buy some stuff. You know, I have a feeling if I was set up in the other room, my sales would probably would have been double or triple um, for the amount of people that were in that main room and people in the main room knew we were back there. Cause they came walking back and they're like, Oh my God, it's so quiet back here. It's like, it's so loud up front. My ears are ringing. And we come back here. It was like, just, you know, silence. It was, it was so quiet in that back room. Um, and all I could think about was with my buddy told me, you know, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, bro, you were a hundred percent, right? hundred percent, right? I don't know how he nailed it like that, but but he did 100% right. It's exactly what happened for the day. But when you think about all this negative stuff I've just talked about, all of it, right? Despite, you know, nothing being set up, nothing really planned, nobody planned ahead for anything. Uh, The promoter did nothing, in my opinion. The show was still probably a success. I mean, he probably walked away saying, wow, what is, what a, you know, look what I did. I did all this, right? And and it shouldn't have been a success. It should not have been a, a success. It should have been a disaster. Uh, but it was a, a success. And, and that says a lot about the hobby and the state of the hobby. Uh, that despite doing everything wrong, the show still went pretty well. For most people that were at the show. Um, another interesting thing uh, about this show for me 
besides, you know, some of the singles cards that I sold, everything else I was selling, um, I sold the collectors. I mean, this this was stuff going into people's PC. Uh, nothing, nothing I sold today. And like I said, it, I mean, sing. I'm sure the singles going through the single boxes. You know, those were those were probably flip worthy cards, right? But nothing else was really flip worthy. Um, everything I sold were cards that I felt people were going to put in their PC. Uh, I tried to buy uh, two cards from another dealer before the show started. Uh, and he said, nah, come see me later. If I still have them, we'll talk. We can make a deal. I'm not interested in selling to a dealer right now. I want to give the people coming to the show a chance to buy these things. Who knows? I may get more money for them. I may get over comps by somebody coming to the show. But if I sell to another dealer, I have to, you know, Give them a deal. And and I don't want to do that. Uh, and I was pretty much, and he knew, I was pretty much at comps on the cards because I have a feeling that, you know, in the next month or two that the value of those cards would go up. So just like I talked about last week, buying, um, buying cards now at comps to sell at comps when the comps are higher. And I kind of believed in those cards. So, you know, I had to go back and find them later. So I went back later uh, before I left and I saw one of the cards I wanted to buy in another dealer's case because the dealer right across from him, I walked up and I looked in his case and I said, oh, wait, did you get that card from him? And he's like, yeah, he sold it to me first thing this morning. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I guess we didn't wait for the people to show up. <laughs> then uh, uh I said to him, what's going on with the other card? He says, nah, I don't know if I want to sell it right now. He had a price. He has a price. I agreed to the price and he still didn't want to sell me the card. He said, uh, if I change my mind, I'll, me you know, I'll message you later. And I, and I almost felt that he kept checking, like he was waiting for some sales to end. And I noticed eBay had three of the same cards ending today. Um, and the price was right about comp, right, right about what he was asking now. And one had two hours, one had four hours. And I think he just had a feeling that that was going to go higher and he was going to short, short, short change himself by selling it now. So uh, it is what it is. I mean, the price goes any higher from there now. It's not worth it for me to buy. But at the, the, the current comp of the last couple of days, it would have been a good card for me to buy. Uh, you know, just a strange day at the show. It's it, it just really strange. Like just things happen that, you know, of all these shows that I go to all the time and I'm talking about it, just, it's just one of those days that just a lot of different things happen today. Um, and from, from the time I showed up this morning and, you know, people were kind of down about, you know, what we showed up to this morning, I just kept telling myself, Hey man, this day is going to turn around. It's just going to get better. You know, just a couple bumps in the road, but, um, and, and there may have been a couple glimpses, you know, of that happening, but I just don't think, you know, the person running the show just put enough effort into doing anything. I, 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 I didn't see him do any effort. The, the most effort I saw him doing was shopping. Uh, and, and that was really disappointing for me. Um, because I've been, 
you know how many shows I've been to. This is all I do week after week. Uh, and any promoters I see at shows are always running around, just work, 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 work. They're not, you know, just worried about themselves and their collection and buying and selling. They're, they, that's the furthest thing from their mind. They're out working, they're running around, they're getting things done. Um, so, yeah, it was a little disappointing for me. Um, what a different experience as a dealer when you're not selling flip worthy cards. <laughs> I don't know if that's if, if that's a saying now or if I just made it up, but flip worthy cards. You know, I talk about keeping my national inventory under lock and key until Chicago. So most of the cards in my case that I've been selling, I feel are like more PC cards for people. I mean, uh, some of the cards were PC cards for me at one time until I improved and got the similar cards at a higher grade or, you know, just maybe a better looking card, that type of thing. So as I do that, I'm cycling out some, some, uh, you know, my more, my lower end stuff that I'm replacing, uh, you know, like some, some nineties hockey, um, Lemieux, Gretzky, things like that. Some pop culture cards, uh, even some football cards, some XRC cards. I mean, not more recent, but you know, 2016, 2017, 2018. I'm not, you know, not, not talking the homes or anything like that, you know, but just some, some running backs, wide receivers, things like that. Just things that people would come and buy that, you know, they're not saying, oh, I can buy this now and put it on, you know, eBay or something. And it's going to be a big hit because it's, it's probably not going to be there more. And people buying them were talking about like, oh, this is such a great card. You know, it's, it's going to go great in my case or great in my PC or, you know, things like that. So, uh, just a different experience when you're doing that versus selling all these, you know, where I'm selling all these football cards where people are so cops, cops pulling out, you know, oh, you know, 10%, 8%, 12%. I can do this. If I buy this, I could only sell it for that. There was none of that talk today. So it was a much different day for me. Um, and the sales were a lot easier. Uh, you know, people came up and said, oh, geez, yeah, the last one of these sold was you know, three months ago or six months ago, or, you know, not two hours ago or one hour ago or last night, you know, so, so the, 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 the prices are a little bit different. And because I'm kind of basing it off the lat, my comps off, you know, what the last couple sold, just taking an average of that, people are like, wow, it's a great price. Yeah, I'll just take it. It wasn't much negotiation going on at all. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely a different experience. Um, so one of the things that, you know, because of the, uh, the women's soccer, um, Alyssa Thompson was the, uh, the number one draft pick last year and she was in the sports illustrated, uh, for kids, you know, so I know I've mentioned it, uh, once or twice, but I picked up five copies. They were uncirculated, you know, I, I, I ordered them online from a news newsstand and just put them away. Right. So now this, uh, Victor Wembenyama is also one of the cards in there. And, uh, I had mentioned it to somebody a few days ago and they're like, Oh my God, that card's selling for like $1,500. I'm like, what are you talking about? So then I pulled it up and I realized these cards are all the rage. You know, I don't know how long they're going to be all the rage for. Um, 
but I have five of those. So, you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should sell them, put them up on eBay or sell them as, you know, as the magazine and let somebody else do something with it. And then uh, somebody convinced me today that's like, well, I mean, how many do you have? Five? You could try to take the card out. And if you do, you can grade it. I mean, these card, these graded cards are selling like minimum four or five hundred dollars up and up and up from there. So the discipline, you know, I was it was the first time I did it. I I got a card. I went on YouTube and I watched a ton of videos of how people did it. So I was I, it was pretty easy. I was surprised how easy it was as long as you know, kind of know what you're doing, right? The the little tricks you watch other people. But the downfall was all five of my copies probably all came from the same place and the centering was terrible where the perforation is. So I will show you this. Um, if you are on YouTube, I just want to... So you could see how the centering is terrible on it from the white from one side to the other. And they're all the same way. So it's not like I could say, oh, I'd do this one or that one. So they're all uh, they're all crappy like that. But I've already done this one. So I think I'm going to uh, I'm going to send that in for. Uh, and I also, you know, got the Aly Alyssa Thompson out, too. So. I could send that card in for grading too. But, and unfortunately these two are right next to each other. It's not like one could be like somewhere else. It'd be easier because the other cards really, I'm not that interested in, but you know, I, I, I think I'm probably going to sell the other four magazines, but uh, you know, at least I pulled one out. Uh, one other thing that happened to me this week was the uh, 2023 Onyx uh, competition boxes. So I pre-ordered those a while ago. So what drove me to pre-order those was I purchased, and I talked about this, and if you look above my head, there's a card. If you're on YouTube, there's a card missing up there. So uh, I purchased this Trinity Rodman card, right? And it was, you could see where it's inscripted. So she wrote on it, 2023 NWSL ROI, Rookie of the Year. Um, but what I, you know, I got a good deal on this card because I went back just to kind of look at the prices and I was thinking maybe I could try to buy another one. And I realized some of them are like two or $300, which is what I paid for this. And then the ones that have the inscription on it are like $3,000. So I didn't really understand what the difference was between the two. So I went looking and come to find out that these these ones here that are inscripted like this are numbered. So it comes with another card behind it sealed in the case. So I never opened it up because I could see through that the card probably wasn't grade worthy. So I just left it in its case. So now I'm curious, is my card numbered? So I opened it up this week and pulled it out and it ends up, yes, it is numbered 13 of 14. So this is one of the $3,000 cards and not one of the $300 cards. What I paid for this card. So I was super lucky that someone sold me this card uh, at the price they did. So, and I, honestly, I could say I was lucky because I had no idea that some of these were numbered and some of them weren't. So Knowing that the uh, the 2023 uh, Onyx boxes also have Trinity Rodman in there and Alyssa Thompson, 
um, I pre-ordered 10 boxes. Now they come with two guaranteed autographs in them. Uh, and they're only $49 a box. So it's, it's almost a no brainer. So I was able to get, <laughs> hold these up, three Trinity Rodman autos, <laughs> two Alyssa Thompson autos, which was pretty awesome. And I got two Jonathan David. Uh, he's the Canadian soccer player. But I also got one that had an inscription on it, the Iceman. And this one was numbered 1 to 10. So, I mean, just that card alone paid for all the boxes that I that I purchased, that I invested in. Um, and I just thought these were a really, really cool rip. Um, you know, where else are you guaranteed <laughs> two autos in a box for $49 and you have the, you know, the ability to get, you know, these numbered cards that, that, you know, the other, uh, and I should say, and you can look at the, uh, the list there's, you know, there's a, all kinds of other people you can get. Some of them are in college, some of them are in high school that they're, you know, just, athletes it's it's a uh, multi-sport um you know women's soccer basketball baseball uh boxing there's a mike tyson one in there too i was kind of hoping to get one of those um but at this point uh i didn't get one so i may be looking to buy one one of these online or i may order some more um because i enjoyed opening so much so yeah that was kind of cool it was kind of a cool story just to uh talk about uh, that was a positive part of the week to be able to, uh, you know, open it up and, you know, for someone like me who PCs Trinity Rodman uh, and in 10, 10 packs, I pull three of hers. And that was my goal to get her and Alyssa Thompson and one of the pack. That's what they had one of each in, in that. So that 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 was super cool to, to, to end up get, getting that. Um. I'm going to be traveling this week. I am going to record an episode and drop it Thursday, but I will not be dropping Monday. Um, I'll be dropping. Well, I'm going to drop that episode, but it's probably going to come Monday night or Tuesday morning uh, because I will be traveling down to North Carolina to visit my daughter and family. Uh, I hope to uh, hit some of the, uh, the LCS is down there while I'm down there. And, uh, We'll be driving back on Sunday, so I will not have a chance to do uh, to record the pod. So uh, look for that to look for Thursday's episode to be as usual and Monday's to be a day late. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. <laughs>